Welcome to Women Who Kill. You guys, it's me. It's Kai. You know me. Guest today, very funny comic, Jackie Gold. Hi. Today we're going to be talking about Marjorie Deal Armstrong. Yes. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Marjorie Deal Armstrong, you're probably familiar with the Netflix special. Evil Genius. Evil Genius about the pizza bomber. What's interesting is like when you go to look her up, it doesn't go to her. It goes, it goes to the goes fucking to the guy's page. guy that she killed, which part of me kind of likes because then I'm like, yeah, because it, you know, it supports the victim, not the killer. But she is fascinating where I'm like, no, but I need to read about her. Yeah. So she was born in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. February 26, 1969. Yes. Uh, Marjorie was born the only child of... Harold and Agnes. And I don't know where her mom did for a living. Uh, I'm trying to think if it even said. But it is said that her dad was kind of a shithead. He was an alcoholic and he was allegedly abusive and molested her. At least according to Marjorie. Yeah, this didn't come out until years, years, years later. I was going to say, she does say in the documentary too, that she's bipolar. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not that I'm saying one is necessarily linked to the other, but I, uh, I think all of those can play a very strong impact on uh, uh-huh. how somebody. Becomes. I guess uh, different criminology experts and psychological profile profilers and whatnot um, have all said that, yeah, the bipolar thing definitely, but she might also be um, narcissistic uh, oh, sociopath. 100% n- borderline narcissist personality. and sociopath. I, from, like, I, I would listen to the interviews with her. And, I mean, also because of how smart she is mm-hmm. and how narcissistic, she has this way of, like, commanding the room with, like, interviews mm-hmm. of giving just the right amount of information where you feel like you got an answer and then hopefully you won't ask her anything else. Uh-huh. You know, where she, or she'll give you, like, just a nugget to to like keep you coming back for more. I think mm-hmm. that's why she was able to like manipulate so many men into doing so many different things for her. If yeah. you look at pictures of her when she was young though, she was also hot. She was very hot. And I think that also played into she was used to being very attractive and being able to get people to, you know, bend to her whim based mm-hmm. on looks and being so smart. She was hot and she very smart in a small town. Yeah. 100%. She knew how to manipulate them. Uh, She was valedictorian of her high school. She graduated 14th in her class of uh, like 260 or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, She went on to get a degree in sociology, (laughs) ironically, and a master's degree in education. So she could have been a teacher. She could have been a professor of sociology if she wanted to. But instead, she became the... uh Mastermind behind the pizza bomb, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. But also in her 20s, she was diagnosed with a slew of mental health issues Mm -hmm. from like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, mania, personality disorder, narcissism. She's also a giant uh, sociopath. Yeah. Uh, In uh, 2003, her mom died and she'd been really close to her mom. And at that point, she just went into a crazy downward spiral and started hanging out with some uh, some crackheads, crackheads, crack dealers. Crack dealers. Well, actually, no, 2003 is when the pizza bomb thing happened. Her uh-huh. mom died in 2000. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
but so so yeah, she took a, a couple of years to find herself in the worst way yeah. possible. And she found like other friends that were also brilliant, brilliant people. Well, one guy was a brilliant person, but then also sociopathic, mm-hmm. uh, who's also the other uh, alleged mastermind behind the pizza bomb, Mr. Rothstein, Mr. Mm-hmm. Bill Rothstein. Bill. Bearded Bill Rothstein. Yeah, with the overalls, blue denim overalls. White beard, blue overalls. That doesn't say psychopath. He just looked like a like a Appalachian Santa Claus. Yeah, but Jewish. True. Anytime I have to say, like, I feel like maybe this happens with a lot of minorities. Anytime like you see like it's one of yours involved in something, I'm like, oh, man, uh-huh. that had to be one of ours. Aww. Now they're going to think it's all Jews. And it takes place from a bank. And bombs. And oh, God, come on. Oh, damn it. Banks and bombs. Stop it. It's too much. Too many stereotypes. Too much. I can't do it. <laughs> so. Uh, if you don't know this story, there was a dude named Brian, Brian Wells. Brian's are never the smartest guys. Mm-hmm. Especially if they have a Y. This <laughs> one spells it normal, but if it's B-R-Y-A-N, you're going to have to speak slowly. <laughs> so Brian Wells had been a pizza delivery man for about 30 years. That, that should tell you Not something. Hating. I was a waitress for 15, oh. so no hate <laughs> to the pizza delivery oh community but yeah he was a a pizza delivery guy Uh uh-huh for 30 years in erie Erie, pennsylvania what else he gonna do there (laughs) so he is uh apparently making his last delivery of the day to uh what he thought was a house ended up being a a trans uh a tv signals transmission tower yeah like giant like satellite tower or something like that he is allegedly, you know what he tells the cops? He's jumped by a couple big black guys. That's what I he told the cops. I did remember that he said that. You're Fucking right. asshole. Yeah. And they, they put a collar around his neck with a bomb right. That on might it. actually be a good indicator that maybe he was slightly in on it. Uh-huh. Because that's like a big debate uh, in the pizza bomb community of like whether or not Brian Wells was in on this heist or not. Uh-huh. That's like been the topic of debate. But I did forget that he said that. Well, come on, black people don't build bombs. No black people are going to kidnap you and put a bomb around you. Stop it. If anything, they're going to drive you to the bank with a gun up to your head. Yeah. And, and hold you hostage. But he said they put the bomb around his neck, told him to go get some money, and, and to follow these complicated fucking blueprint, uh, blueprint scavenger. Also, things we don't do, scavenger yeah. hunts. scavenger any really organized group activities are not really black <laughs> events. Yeah. We don't, we don't do flash mobs. Yeah. We don't, really. we don't do scavenger hunts. We don't, we don't do uh, ghost hunting. So uh, the cops intercepted him after the robbery. He ends and up getting away. And he went into the away. robbery, right? And he asked for 25000 yeah. yeah. And he goes into the bank with this laundry list of directions, like extremely specific, like down to the minute detail. Yeah. Instructions. Tries um, to get into the vault. Oh, yeah. Forgot they tried to get into the vault, which probably, like I said, probably because Marjorie wanted to see what was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he leaves with this. It looks like a neck brace, like when he got into a car accident. Yeah. The bomb is like this giant neck brace. Uh, leaves with... what? You, well, you many? can see his T-shirt. His T-shirt sticking out all yeah, weird. Yeah, it almost like, looks like it's like cut over the bomb. Like it didn't fit. So yeah. it almost looks like it's like a, a bib over. It reminds me of like Men in Black when... <laughs> 
You know, when, yeah, the, yeah. when the cockroach takes over like the human uh-huh. body and is like walking all <laughs> weird and strange, that's uh, kind of how he's walking with this. And he's got a shotgun that looks like a cane. Yeah, it was a cane shotgun. Nine pages of handwritten instructions, by the way. Was that all just for the bank or his instructions on the heist were nine uh, I pages? I think a little bit of both. Okay. But you think the teller was like, mm, I'm not, I don't get paid yeah, to read like, this I don't got time to read this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's handwritten, not even typed. Like, you didn't even type this shit. Psychopath. I'm not reading nine pages handwritten. <laughs> um, so they, he leaves, I think, what, you said 9000 Yeah, just under $9,000. $9, uh, and he's intercepted by the cops. Uh-huh. Because, you know, that's what happens when you rob a when bank. Rob the cops a bank. are called. They handcuffed him. And in him. Erie, they have nothing else to do. It's not like you rob right? a bank in New York City. In Erie, yeah. they're coming. They sat this guy on the ground to try to figure out what was happening. And uh, he tried to warn them that the bomb was going to go off. They were like, yeah, sure, whatever, buddy. Yeah, call the bomb squad just in case. Uh, about 20 minutes after he was detained. He starts hearing the ticking, too. Yeah. He's like, he's, like, he's like, it's clicking. It's clicking. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary. This was actually, you could look up the YouTube video of this if you're a fucking I actually do remember seeing it. On the light, on light. Yeah, TV? because when I was watching the documentary and they showed him like on the ground, mm-hmm. I do have a recollection of watching that footage of a yeah. man sitting on the ground in front of the police cars. And it was like in 2003. Yeah. So long, not that long enough ago that anyone should have had to see this on TV. Right. Like, uh, uh, why? Why in the the year two thousand and three is it, does anyone have to see someone die on the news? Uh, yeah, like, and especially because after like nine eleven, they actually started really cutting down on what news could show uh-huh. of people on TV. Yeah, so they, I, I was shocked, but I don't think anyone thought he was going to explode. Yeah, it blew up. It didn't like take his head off or anything. No, like it, it totally took his head off. It, it made a it made a fucking hole in his chest, and then Did he bled it? out through the hole in his, his chest. Neck was like hanging on by a thread. Maybe that's the part they didn't see. Oh. Uh, I I read that he he died from the huge gash that was in his chest, which I guess is is because the the way that the bomb was set up, it was kind of like the neck uh, collar was like a giant handcuff with like a bracket attached to it, and the bracket is what held the bomb, and the handcuff part was, it was locked just around more his just neck, like keeping it in there so he can't. Yeah, like get a little co- yeah, like a collar. Um, and so, yeah, they needed a key to get it off. That was the only way. Uh, when I was watching the Evil Genius episodes, um, the vision of him sitting there on the floor in front of the cop cars, I knew that I had seen that before. And I was just looking that apparently the bomb squad was on their way. So yeah. the police were like, yeah, the bomb squad's coming. Ugh. But they'd closed off the streets for uh, like safety because of his bomb. Yeah. So the bomb truck, like the bomb squad couldn't get through. That's funny. Because the streets were closed off. So that's why they didn't, they didn't make it there path. in time. They couldn't anyway. move a cone. They like, also can't drive like on the median. Like, are you? You could go around. Like, I don't understand. They're like, there's cones there. We can't drive yeah, past yeah. the cones. Oh, there's grass. <laughs> SUV can't only, go on this grass. Only in an armored tank. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it makes me really sad for him. Like that. Oh, so he blows up mm-hmm. on national television, and at this point, they are able to use the handwritten instructions to find their way to uh, the main suspects. Yeah. And that would be Bill. Bill Rothstein. And Marjorie. And Marjorie. And uh, as soon as they start talking to Bill, Bill's like, "Uh, yeah, hey, you guys should know that there's a dead guy in a freezer in my garage. 
And Which is usually not the first thing you would tell people. Like, <laughs> like I don't know anything about this bombing, but I do have a dead guy in my free, a dead guy in my garage, yeah. not mine. <laughs> and uh, Marjorie killed him. Yep. And I'm scared she's gonna kill me too. So you need to talk to her. So the guy in the freezer mm-hmm. is Marjorie's ex-boyfriend. Yes. Is that that's the one that she killed with the shotgun? No, no, this is her husband. Well, she did kill him with a shotgun, but I believe she only shot him once, once. over money. That's right. So that she had killed the boyfriend. She put him in this freezer. And then Bill and another friend who winds up being like a snitch yeah. in the uh, pizza case, uh, hide the, they hide the body. They hide the freezer. She paid uh, $2,000, allegedly, to this guy to, to... to like hide the body. Yeah. So Rothstein immediately turns on her real quick. Uh-huh. But they both like are denying being involved with the actual bombing. So uh, Robert Thomas Panetti, he was the guy who they paid $2,000 to help move the body and clean up. Uh, he was supposed to be interviewed the next day by police. And he was found? August 21st, 2003, found dead of a drug overdose. Uh, quote, unquote, accidental. Right. And that was in August. So sep- September... Uh, September was when Bill was like, Hey, I've got this body. Yeah. And, oh, they also, um, he wrote a suicide note. Panetti? He, uh, Rothstein had a suicide note ready to go. Really? Saying that, saying that he had nothing to do with any of it, but he never actually uh, tried to kill himself. I think probably, I wonder if he was nervous that maybe she would get to him. Uh-huh. That just in case if they went through his hordes because yeah. he was like a giant hoarder. They were both hoarders, yeah. Yeah, because he also, like Marjorie, was an extremely bright guy, mm-hmm. also a little bit of a, a sociopath. So he always thought that he was smarter than the police, that no one would ever find him. So he like lived like this hoarding lifestyle with like all these papers everywhere. So I bet you he may have been like scared of her and wrote this just in case like anything happens to him. Uh-huh. He's like, they'll find this in my slew of papers. Yeah. So Marjorie also first had killed her first husband, well, I guess her only husband, but she had she killed, killed her, her husband. husband. In 1984, she had actually been acquitted of a murder of a boyfriend who she shot six times. Oh, so it wasn't a husband? No, he was a boyfriend. Okay. Who she said he was abusive, which he may well have been. I mean, I, I don't doubt that he was, considering the company that she's right. known for keeping. Uh, but he was sitting on a couch, and she shot him six times with a shotgun. And then uh, when it went to court, she was like, he was abusive. It was self-defense. They were like, oh, you got it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which like we were kind of chatting about before too, which is crazy because there's so many cases of people really killing somebody in Uh self-defense and they still go to jail and the self-defense is not ruled self-defense. And then you hear a story like this where the guy, the dude's just chilling on the couch, Mm -hmm. the Diet Coke and some Cheetos. um, And... She gets away, you know, and she Scott gets free. off. Yeah. But also in 1977, apparently Rothstein uh, had been involved in a murder because he gave a gun to one of his friends who wanted to murder someone who was in a love triangle they were involved in. Oh. And so he tried to get rid of the murder weapon. And, and gave it to Marjorie? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, it, this is just uh, this establishing is him as, a, as having a, a, a similar a criminal record. Thing, right. He tried to get rid of the murder weapon, and that was what got him in trouble. But they gave him immunity 
in exchange for snitching on the friend who he gave the gun to. Uh, so snitching was kind of his thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she gets away with that first murder, and even her own attorney, like that was like a court appointed you know, defense lawyer, mm-hmm. even said, you know, many years later after the pizza bomb, saying that Marjorie should net like that case should never have gone to trial. Mm-hmm. She should have absolutely been sent to uh, a mental hospital, a mental hospital for the rest of her life, for the rest of her life. She should never have been put back into society. Mm-hmm. And if, if that would have happened, then there would never have been a pizza, a pizza bomb. Mm-hmm. If she would have, you know, gone to, to a hospital for the rest of her life. Yeah. And and this is her own lawyer who apparently knew the entire story from the beginning. Yeah. So, Rothstein uh, was uh, admitted to uh, a hospital in 2004 because he ended up getting non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, He died when he was 60 before uh, he could even testify, but he was granted immunity for that testimony as well. He didn't go to jail because he was sick. Uh, Well, he didn't testify because he was sick. He didn't go to jail because he snitched. Oh, interesting. I actually didn't even realize that they were going to, that he had like, that he was given immunity. I thought he died before any, anything of the trial could like be taken out on him or he could like press any, you know, stand trial for anything or face any. Mm -hmm. He died very shortly after he was admitted to the hospital, but that was still in, in 2004. Um, 2005 was when she pled guilty to the murder. Which so, is also probably why she it was so easy for her to just put all the blame on Rothstein because he's dead. So it's yeah. not like he can stand up for himself at all. So the whole time she's going, oh, Rothstein's the mastermind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like he can deny any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she was serving, she was sentenced to uh, seven to 20 for killing Rodin. Who was the boyfriend. Uh-huh, the guy who was in the, the freezer. But then after that, it, w- it was time to be held accountable for the actual pizza bomb thing. And yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, the dead guy did it. It was all his idea. Yeah, uh, Both of the dead guys. It was Which their I think, idea. Like, there was a, a good friend of theirs, and uh, I don't know if it was the one who snitched or not, mm-hmm. but who could, looked at these like elaborate details and instructions yeah. and absolutely was like, that's definitely Rothstein's handwriting. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when police footage was showing Rothstein's house, there was like this diagram that he had drawn on a piece of paper that was exactly like a diagram that was on the bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's probably a lot of evidence to that too. And then one, the very, one of the very first witnesses, which is also why, like, I mean, the police dropped the ball on this a hundred percent, but there was like a witness that saw Rothstein and Marjorie at the payphone that, that they later found out is the payphone that the pizza order was made from to get, the pizza delivery, which is crazy, because it was it was too, it was the early two thousands, and I mean I I'm rusty on my my cell phone. But this is like no burner phones times. a thing. Burner phones yeah. were a thing. So like two thousand three, we're talking about like the old school Nokia with Snake. So you couldn't so go to a Seven Eleven like, and buy a burner. You probably could. I feel like as long as there's been cell phones, I feel like there's been burners. Why did they use a payphone then? It's so easily traceable. Right, because I think they didn't want to use their house phones. Yeah. And I think like these two country bumpkins probably like weren't going to buy a cell phone. Oh, because also Rothstein being like, people, I feel oh, like. Oh, they probably like, used a calling card. And, so also, it wasn't traceable, but people saw them there. So that's how they were, uh, they were placed. Yeah, there. or I also feel like usually people who are like this intelligent, uh-huh. but also crazy and uh, 
what's that word when you think everybody's after you? Paranoid? Yeah. I feel like they wouldn't trust like a cell phone. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like, so uh-huh. I could see them not wanting to use their house phone because they don't want it to get caught. Mm-hmm. But I could see them being like super paranoid. Like he didn't want to buy anything to mm-hmm. commit this crime because didn't, he didn't want anything to be linked to him. Right. Because he didn't even want to buy um, the timers to build right. the bombs. So I think like, right. The, the timers and the bombs are Marjorie's yeah. or just like whatever things he had around the house. Mm-hmm. So there was a witness that saw them at the at like a payphone at like the McDonald's across the street from the bank. Yeah. yeah. And then someone's like his van, someone saw his van. Yeah. So then like the, one of the very first police officers too. And I hope, sorry, I'm moving on the chair. I'm not farting. If you guys hear She's all these farting weird noises, so much. Uh, blaming it on the cat. Gassy Jackie. Um, and Jackie. I haven't been Gassy. called Gassy Jackie since fifth grade, <laughs> <laughs> but they're uh, one of the very first police officers was just, I think like a local sheriff or like a County officer. Mm-hmm. And he saw a blue Astro van, like driving away from the scene of the crime. Mm-hmm. And the police never followed up on it. So stupid. Like, or the FBI never followed up on it. And it turns out Rothstein had a blue Astro van and had it towed away from his house during like right after the crime. And then only got it towed back to his house after he was like cleared as being a suspect. That's so stupid. And they, they still didn't catch him. It's just, yeah. So, so yeah, 2005, uh, Marjorie pled guilty to murdering Rodin. She got sentenced for that. Um, 2007 was when she was actually uh, charged with the the pizza bombing thing. Uh, Rothstein and Wells were named as uh, unindicted co-conspirators. Uh, of course, they couldn't stand trial because they were both dead. Right. As was the the other guy who helped them. He was dead. So anyone who could implicate her uh, was dead. And especially because so, they were saying, too, that one of the reasons they think that she wanted to rob that specific bank mm-hmm. was because her father was, like, extremely wealthy. Yeah. Was, like, starting to get sick and uh-huh. to ail. And he had was just giving his money away, right? He was very is... charitable and generous to everyone but her. Yeah. Well, actually, she I think he had given her some money and she used it to buy a couple of houses in a car. But she was such a hoarder that she couldn't enjoy the houses because they were just filled with shit. Did she lose the properties because of hoarding? Probably. Too? I yeah. feel like I vaguely remember that now. The whole point of like her being mad at this PNC bank was I think she had jewelry from her mother. Mm-hmm. That was in a safe deposit in box. a safe deposit box, but somehow it was given to her father. Like yeah. the her father got the contents, like handed over to him, mm-hmm. and she was like livid. And she wrote this like really angry, "Can I talk to your manager?" letter to the bank mm-hmm. about like, "How dare you!" Like I was, there was only one name that was on that. It was supposed to be for me. So I think she was extremely mad at the bank for giving away any of her jewelry. Yeah, extremely mad at her father for also. Molesting her. Yes. That's probably probably For that free. too. <laughs> he did give her two thousand dollars though. Two thousand dollars <laughs> he left her in his will. Two thousand dollars. It reminds me a little bit of like the Aaron spell uh, the Aaron spelling. Oh yeah. Only gave like Tori spelling like a hundred thousand. <laughs> which like would make our day. But I mean, when you know how many millions The Melrose Place Empire? Yes. Come on. And he gave he left he left Tori like a hundred thousand. Dick. But that's also why she wanted to get back at PNC Bank was because apparently she paid one of the Uh co-conspirators to be 
in on it because wait, she wanted to rob the bank because with that money, she wanted to pay someone to kill her dad. Exactly. So that she could take the money that he was wasting. Exactly. So that she can like take his millions mm-hmm. and probably spend it on some drugs and, and whatever cats else. and cheese yeah, and yes, stuff. Exactly. Whatever yeah. else hoarders yeah. <laughs> need. What else do hoarders need? Because I think they followed, they f- went to her dad and were like, hey, she's trying to kill you. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, oh, yeah, that sounds like something Marjorie would do. Come oh, Marge. She just up to old Marjorie games. Yeah. She's unstable, oh. you know. <laughs> Probably due to the molestation. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. So uh, 20, uh, 2009 was when her first hearing was scheduled, but that was just a hearing to see if she was competent to stand trial. And it took like seven of those hearings for her to finally be decided competent to stand trial. So uh, she wasn't convicted of anything until 2010. And that is seven years after the bombing occurred. It's a second grader. Yep. Mm-hmm. So seven years. And I think also because she was so smart mm-hmm. and so manipulative, like she was able to think of any way that she could to like Diversions. drag this out, to divert, like any way to just stretch it out as long as possible. Yeah. She, she fired her attorney a couple times. A couple times. She was trying to like um, find different ways that she can get moved to different prisons. Uh-huh. So like just anything she could to like try and, you know, get, get things to go the way she wanted them to go. She was saying that the the media coverage was keeping her from getting a fair trial yeah, because of the sensationalism. Super, super smart lady. So 2010, she was convicted of uh, armed robbery, uh, armed bank robbery, conspiracy to commit armed bank robbery, and of using a destructive device in a crime. uh, 2011, so a few months later, February 2011, she was sentenced to life. Um, plus thirty years. Because she was, was that for the murder of of Rodin of Rodin, mm-hmm. which was the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that, like, in all the interviews they had with her, so the biggest question on this pizza bomb thing is: Was Brian Wells, who was the pizza delivery guy, uh-huh. was he in on it? And That's been yeah. like the biggest point of yeah. contention uh, to it, which I kind of always in my memory thought that he kind of just kind of got suckered in or like maybe he knew something, but not all of it. And then I totally forgot that he said it, that black guys had yeah. jumped him. So then <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel like maybe he knew enough to lie about it, but I don't think he knew that the bomb was real. Yeah. Or I'm now only thinking about if, if I'm in the mindset of him being innocent and not in on it, mm-hmm. I wonder if when they jump, when they, put the bomb on him they were like now you better not tell anyone it's us or we'll set that shit off (laughs) right so maybe then as soon as they're like well who put this on you Mm -hmm. he was like well well, who's the what's the easiest thing to to say and also who knows what they told him because he was just a pizza delivery guy yeah marjorie had a master's degree she was probably like there's a microphone on there we're hearing everything every step of the way was like he was a crack addict yeah or like a crack dabbler i don't know like how much of an addict but so he probably was easily swayed into that too, where if they were like, hey, we can hear you, he'd be like, okay, you, you can hear me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. You know? Um, and I forget like how, but like they found him, like I think they did a practice run. Mm-hmm. Um, he was where- roped in by um, an escort who he used. And I, I say escort, but I don't know what the line is between a, an escort and a quote unquote prostitute. I know yeah. there are different levels of sex work. I just, escort sounds high end to me. Yeah. 
I don't think she was that. I feel uh, like she you was. paid her in crack. That's, I know mm, that. That, that part is true. I did also think that she, I thought she was a dancer. Okay. But who probably also then dabbled in escorting. Okay. Uh, and crack. Uh, on the sides, she but. was roped in by uh, Rothstein and uh, and Marjorie because I think they needed to find a, a patsy, someone who they could scare into robbing a bank for them. And she was like, "Oh yeah, I know this guy Brian, who's a fucking pushover." Because I think like she had hung out with him. I can't remember through my mutual friends, but they had hung out like twice before. And she's like, "Oh, this guy's nice enough. Mm-hmm. He probably like had a crush on her and was mm-hmm. like super sweet to her." So she was able to like get him into this too yeah yeah i think her name is jessica something jessica hoopsick 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 in the head (laughs) there it is stop it how old Um, am i i know here i thought i was the i was getting corny and then you went with that one too uh so i think like they had done a practice run where they had like ordered the pizza out to this you know antenna before and it worked so that's why i'm on the fence on whether or not i think brian was in on it or not in working, on it, or, or he was just timing. a patsy. Um, well, here's also, yeah. he had nine pages of instructions that he was supposed to follow in 20 minutes or 30 minutes lot. or something like that. And all the investigators were like, after going over everything, they were like, there's no way this in any be, yeah. situation he could have accomplished this mission. Yeah. And yeah, and I, I think, yeah. So I, you think they were planning to kill him all along? I think that they, I think they honestly did think they were going to get away with it. So I think they probably at some point thought they may, might be able to like intercept him and get the money. Why even arm the bomb though? You know what I mean? It's like if they hadn't planned on killing him, they could have just put the bomb on and said it was on, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? Right. But then if he gets caught, that's one way of making sure that he can't tell on you. Yeah. Is if that bomb goes off. Yeah. But he still did. Because they were stupid enough ha- to have handwritten duplicates of the nine-page instructions at fucking Bill's house. There was duplicates there too. Well, you said that they that some of the drawings that yeah, they saw were, right. were the identical. Yeah. So and the and the handwriting. It'd be really funny if all they found was just like a sketch pad, but they you know they did like the police drama where uh, they just take a pencil yeah. and they find all the indents on the pad of like everywhere that everything that he That's wrote funny. down. Um, like with a crayon. We used to do that yeah. in elementary school. To like see in movies now, whenever they write on a oh. notepad, I always see if I can see the indentations from like the take beforehand. That's funny. Uh, that's like the things I look for. <laughs> uh, but I think also, and um, we spoke about this earlier, I think one of the main reasons Marjorie had to like insisted until the day she died mm-hmm. that Wells, that Brian Wells was a part of the heist mm-hmm. was so that way she could not be charged, charged with murder. Mm-hmm. Because if he is in, like, if the pizza delivery guy is in on the heist himself. Then it's just manslaughter. No, then it's nothing because he just, because if he's in on the heist, then he's just, di- he just dies in the act of committing a crime. Okay. So it's not really. So it was like a suicide a murder. bombing kind of a thing. Kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. kind of like a suicide. Like, well, you died while you were trying to commit a crime. Yeah. But if she even said, if she was to ever admit that he wasn't in on it, then she she'd be liable for murder and she was mm. too smart for that like yeah. she when it came to like anything with her own defense or anything she was extremely bright mm-hmm. on how to manipulate the system she was probably getting books smuggled in yeah so she uh, would trade interviews for like different lawyers like if someone's like hey can we interview you she'd be like sure but you need to then get me a lawyer that i can speak to oh really and yeah like because when they were doing the evil genius 
the guy had built up a rapport with her and he wanted to do like on-camera interviews and she would only agree if he could find her a lawyer that would like try her case again or listen to her case mm. or thing like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I know there was one woman who interviewed her and she said when she made it clear that she wasn't going to be able to help out with her case at all, um, Marjorie opened up about stuff that had nothing to do with the crime. So she was actually able to learn about her childhood mm. uh, because she she wasn't holding back. And also because she didn't feel like, okay, anything I say now is going to be used or part of like my crime. Yeah. Uh, 2018, that was when Jessica finally came forward to admit. Because well, that point that everyone's part dead. Of, yeah. She could say whatever she wants yeah. now. And and in 20, 2003, the cops actually suspected her because they had found um, some sort of indication in Brian's house that they the two were connected, but well, she was Brian like, liked nah, her. Like no. I think like he thought he was like gonna date her or mm-hmm. something like that. And yeah. you know, she did not reciprocate. Right. So uh Marjorie was in jail for a few years. I think from like well, I guess only seven. Because I think she went to jail right twenty ten and then she died in twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. She died of breast cancer. Yeah. She decided that she was going to start refusing treatment and refusing food and water and stuff like that. And so she died pretty quickly. Um, And then she was buried in Fort Worth. I'm actually just curious how she wound up in Fort Worth. Like, I guess all the different prisons. Probably the change of venue that one of the, probably one of the changes of venue she Interesting that she went from like Pennsylvania. Yeah. I I feel like in some. It's far. Parts, yeah, like I don't know how it's such a different judicial judicial district. I don't understand how she wound up in in Texas. It might maybe it also had something to do with the fact that she was sick. I was just she might have convinced them to send her to a place with like better medical facilities or who knows. Yeah, I I, I have no idea because then I also remember like one of her lawyers didn't want to like make she would also give everybody like she was so good at giving you just like a little nugget of information where like. She would answer your question, but mm-hmm. in the simplest way possible where like she thought she'd given you enough that like, okay, the, the matter will now be closed. Like yeah. I, I've spoken, but she would find this way of like reeling you back in. So I think like she would hold out information to get what she wanted as far as like prison changes. So at one point I feel like she was like oh. almost in a New York prison too. Yeah. Cause she was like in Muncie and they were, she was like, I don't want to be in Muncie. So, so you, she might've used, she used what she knew as bargaining chips to get yeah. what she wanted as far as where she wanted to be at that, that point. Too, I think I'm curious how she wound up in Texas, but though. also they kill people there in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's where I would want to get moved to. I guess they couldn't migrate it to the death penalty. I guess once she was already sentenced. Yeah. I don't think like you don't, like you don't have to take on the state. <laughs> like you don't like take on like, like Texas. Here, we can kill you now. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Now you're ours. Yeah. So after she died, some some guy popped up out of the woodwork and was like, I'm her common law husband. I want her remains. Yeah. He said he claimed that she was a Quaker and that uh, there was a conspiracy that she's not actually dead. Well, I also, with how bright she is, I wouldn't be surprised if this Quaker pen pal that she reached out to, uh-huh. hoping that in some way he could also maybe help her out uh-huh. out of this, you know, out of this prison sentence. Who knows? She's like, maybe if I say I'm a Quaker, then I don't have to serve time. Like, <laughs> I don't know what Quaker rules are, but like, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Uh, that was the story of Marjorie Deal Armstrong. And sheesh, you know, if, if we didn't say it already, um, I think 
Marjorie, by the way, is very, very, very pretty lady when she was young, mm-hmm. um, which probably didn't help the fact that she was extremely bright and a sociopath in a small town. Uh, she, she had that. She she had the triple threat. Yeah, it was just more fuel in her arsenal to, yeah. of control. And uh, man, that declined. Sheesh. Oof. When you look at when you look at the uh, the <laughs> if you Google the picture, it just looks like faces of meth. Yeah. Like she just looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but really, it's uh, it's it's faces of what would you call it? <laughs> faces, faces of, of evil. Yes. Uh I don't know. What, what do you guys have? What do you What do you guys? Any questions? Do you guys have any questions? I would love to see, like, on the feedback. Like, once you guys uh all comment uh-huh. on the uh women who kill podcast i would love to see in your comments if you think she was the mastermind and what if everyone like what people think about as far as brian being involved yeah or do you think she was railroaded because she was a lady or because she was the only one left yeah she was the only one left to stand trial Mm -hmm. so so yeah you can find us on twitter at wwk pod jackie thank you so much absolutely thanks for you just listen to episode 19. If you like the show, definitely stop by iTunes, which uh, is soon to be uh, Apple Podcasts exclusively. Leave a rating, leave a review. It takes 30 seconds. It really helps a lot. I know, I know a lot of people don't do it because they're like, ah, it doesn't matter, but it does. Uh, it is the second most important thing to do to support the show. First important thing, dollars. Stop by patreon.com slash kaichoice, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. Join the Women Who Illuminati. Get access to bonus content, free stuff. Other than that, thanks again for listening, you guys. We'll see you next week.